Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unwrapping Thoughts. This is your host, Regina. So for this week, we are taking a different approach. We are getting comfy, we are getting up close and personal because I will be doing a Q&A session where you guys have left me some questions on my Instagram and I'm also going to introduce myself because I realized I didn't do that at the very start because this podcast was mainly shared among my close friends. So since now that I have more listeners, thank you so much for listening. So I'll be introducing myself and then I'll jump into the Q&A section. Before I start, I'd like to make a small announcement. I've officially created an Instagram account for this podcast at Unwrap Podcast. That's U-N-W-R-A-P Podcast. So if you're wondering how I look like or you'd like to leave me some suggestions or questions, please do DM me on my Instagram. Once again, that's at Unwrap Podcast. So hi everyone, my name is Regina Chan. I am based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. We are a multinational country and our national language is Malay. But my first language and mother tongue is English. So it's quite confusing here. (laughs) And I'm not going to review my age, but all I can say is that I've graduated from my undergrad last year. So you can take a guess. And I guess that's basically it for my introduction because I'm not so sure what else I should be sharing. So let's jump right in into the Q&A section. For the ones who have left me questions on my Instagram, I totally forgot to ask if it's okay to reveal your names on this episode. So just to be safe, I'll be using your initials. And I've also went ahead to compile all the questions that I've gotten on Instagram and divided them into two categories. So the first half of the Q&A would be personal related questions and the second half would be non-personal related. So the first question is from CY. What is your next goal in life? I think my next goal in life is being able to give back to my parents. My parents have made tons of sacrifices ensuring that my brother and I enter the right school, basically providing food on the table and giving us the chance to study abroad. And they have their dreams on their own, whether if it's traveling or continue doing their hobbies. So I hope one day that I will be able to fulfill them and they wouldn't worry as much during their retirement. And the next question is also from CY. Where in the world is on top of your bucket list? That'll be Japan. I know I haven't been to Japan, but I think the main reason why I want to go there is because of the Japanese cuisine, like their ramen and sushi. But there's so many things to do there. I really want to visit their shrines and temples or try out the hot springs. I believe they're called onsen. And I really want to uh, see Mount Fuji in person. That would be so cool. So yeah, my, my answer is Japan. And my next question is from Gloria. Yes, I am allowed to mention her name because she actually has her own YouTube channel at Gloria N, A-N-N-E. She does a bunch of lifestyle videos and vlogs. So make sure to check her out. And she asks, why did you start podcasting? I think previously in the past, I've always wanted to start my own podcast, but I would just brush it off because I don't have the right equipment for good quality and I had no idea what I wanted to talk about. 
all the ideas I had previously was more relating to my life experiences and life stories. And I'm not sure if I would come off as plain Jane because that's not the idea I would want to go for. Maybe I was just making a bunch of excuses just to put this idea off because I wasn't really, I wasn't really serious about it. And so I got to admit it's when lockdown came and we are forced to be indoors and that's where all my creative juices naturally came flooding in when I decided to revisit that idea that I had previously. And I got really excited and I thought to myself, why not just take the plunge? Inconveniently enough, my brother also had a professional microphone just laying around. So I thought, why not just make good use of it rather than letting it collect dust? So thanks to him, I am able to provide you guys with good quality without annoying my listeners with any background noises or hisses, hissing sounds. And the other reason why I wanted to start my own podcast is because podcasts in general has made a huge impact on me. I was actually in a really tough phase in the past when I was depressed all the time and I was really down. All I could think of was how wrong I've been and how little I could change things. And tears would start streaming down my face for no reason at all at the most inconvenient times like when I'm in lecture or buying groceries. It was really awkward. The worst part was when I had to go to sleep. When everything is quiet and anxiety comes kicking in with all my toxic thoughts. I didn't want to be left alone with my own mind, just so I could avoid myself from overthinking. So what I would do before I realised podcasts were for free... I would watch YouTube videos or let it play in the background with autoplay just so I could get distracted from my own mind until I fall asleep. So after discovering podcasts, I've listened to a lot of motivational and self-help episodes before I go to bed or I would listen to educational ones on finance or just to build up my general knowledge when I'm commuting to campus or to my workplace. So... The whole point of me doing this is just so that I could impact that one person out there that would find this helpful, just as much as how other podcast episodes have impacted me. So my next question is from JN. What's your inspiration when writing podcast episodes? I think my inspiration comes from anywhere from reading something online or watching something on YouTube or Instagram. And I'll just have a eureka moment when I start questioning things to myself. And most times, my inspirations are also when I'm in the shower. Somehow, I just have really deep thoughts in there. So the topics that I put out would generally be something I would find interesting and I would like to spread the awareness of. JN also asks, what is your difficulty when writing a podcast? So what I would normally do for each episode is that I would do my own research and then write out talking points or a mini script so that I would know exactly what points I need to include and discuss and not miss out on anything important. So I would say the hardest part is actually the research because there are so many bias and one-sided articles out there even if it's published on the New York Times or The Guardian and any big publishing house. Because you always want to fact-check things because media these days are gearing you into thinking the way they want you to think and not really giving you the free will. That's why I only release one episode a week because I only have time to research and plan for one topic in a week. And my next question is from TH. If you could give a piece of advice to your past self, 
what would it be and why? Uh, there's just so many I want to tell my younger self, but if I were to choose one advice, it would be you can't please everyone and it's not your fault if they don't like you. I think I'm naturally a people pleaser and an extrovert, so I would always want people to feel comfortable in a group setting or I would be pressured to initiate conversations. But sometimes there are people who are just plain rude and they're not interested at all and it's not your fault. You don't need the entire world to fall in love with you, but you just need a handful of friends who would really truly care about you. And the next question I got is from VC. What's your favorite band and why is it the 1975? Yes, my favorite band is the 1975, and I don't think I have any other better explanation but the fact that their songs hit me in the feels at a time when I was in high school. I think it's mainly because of their style and rhythm. My favorite song is Robbers. I used to play it on repeat over and over for the entire commute to school and work. Then I have a few questions from EY. Why are you so nice? Why are your skin and hair so nice? Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. For my skin, I use Cetaphil face wash. It's really basic, but I make sure to moisturize my skin every day. Especially for girls in their 20s, I think it's really important to moisturize so wrinkles wouldn't form as easily, especially around the eye area. I would recommend to start using night serum or night cream for anti-aging. For my hair, it's falling like crazy because I think genetically my hair tends to fall more than usual. And I've been eating fish oil pills and putting on hair tonic and I don't think they really seem to work for me. So if you have any suggestions, please let me know. And the next question is, favorite color to wear? This actually changes according to my mood and the season. Like around Christmas, I tend to wear more red. Then there's this period where I wore mostly forest green, then yellow during summer. It's really hard to choose, but for now, I'm loving white and baby blue. Favorite color in general? Mm, I think it would be beige or nude or dusty pink. Any color within that color palette. <laughs> Favorite genre of music? I love acoustic chill songs. But during my Spotify wrap-up for last year, Nicki Minaj actually came up first because I listened to a lot of pop or R&B songs for dance. So, that, so that's why. And that's it for the first half of my Q&A section. For the next half, I'll be answering some questions relating relationships and COVID-19. This question is from MF. How do you define a toxic relationship? This is a very interesting question. I've definitely had a fair share of toxic relationships myself. So in general, I would define a toxic relationship if you are unable to behave like yourself around your partner and it's making you turn into someone different or if it's bringing out the worst in you and making you feel drained. The signs to a toxic relationship are when Obviously, cheating is involved. Gaslighting in relationships when your partner manipulates you into thinking that any negativity or wrongdoings are all right and okay. Abusing in a relationship, whether if it's mentally, emotionally or physically. 
But I think with all these clear signs, the scariest part about it is that you might not even notice it when you're in a toxic relationship. Truth be told, love is blind and it's really tough to analyze rationally or logically when you're in a relationship. In my past experiences in a toxic relationship, I would make up so many excuses for my partner to make myself feel relief in a way like, oh, maybe he's just having a bad day, maybe he doesn't mean it, or maybe he's just too busy. I was making up lies for him without him even having to explain at all. Also, if there's no trust in the relationship, it's going to be really tough. It might be true that both of you love each other endlessly, but without trust, one of you might start assuming, questioning, and arguing for something that's not even there. If you find yourself arguing more than you're loving, I think that's toxic in itself. You should be able to communicate your feelings openly and calmly to one another, because if there's no communication, there's no relationship, really. Relationships are not for mind games. So that's my answer for toxic relationship. And my next question is from WC. How do you think the startup landscape will change post-COVID, especially in fashion since it's something you're doing and people are cutting expenses? Yes, for some context, I am currently working in a market intelligence startup catering to the fashion industry. To answer the first part of your question, how startups are impacted post-COVID. A lot of startup companies are probably strangled at the moment because of mainly funding and capital. They call this red zone, where startup companies only have a few months of cash runway. Cash runway means the duration that the company are able to operate, but assuming that they are unable to raise revenue. Fundraising during these unprecedented times have become more difficult and there are younger startups who were in the process of securing funding before COVID, so there is a chance they might not survive considering that we've been in lockdown for a few months now. However, a lot of tech startups are still able to operate perfectly fine remotely despite this disruption. And in my own opinion, it's a whole mix of gains and losses. For example, companies dealing with flight tickets, hotel bookings or cab bookings would probably see a big hit because travels are banned. But on the other hand, because lockdown has forced a lot of people online, digital transactions are rising and this would definitely benefit fintech companies. Another thing is that startups are actually seeing opportunities with COVID-19. Their business model is challenged and they're able to adapt quickly to what is demanded during this pandemic because digital delivered services and goods are more valued and appreciated now. So there is definitely opportunities to come with it. And for the second half of the question, how fashion is changing post-COVID? Again, we are seeing a lot of fashion businesses transitioning to online and it's their key survival basically. However, because of quarantine, it has delayed many productions, stocks from suppliers, launching of collections, because seasonal launches might not make sense now because people are at home anyways. So brands and retailers are consolidating their launches and minimizing its frequency. We can also see some brands curating collections to the current situation like work from home launch, uh, workout line or comfy loungewear. Apart from that, consumers will also have a change in purchasing habits. 
So they are opting for slower fashion choices instead of fast fashion because it has higher sustainability. But for post-COVID, fashion brands will face struggles like pricing. Because brands will want to jump back to full price sales quickly, but have to consider discounting for aging stocks and having to deal with surplus stocks that are being accumulated. So I hope that answers your question. Okay, I think this is the last question from JN. Can we do a podcast collab? I'll be the best guest. Yes, we can. We can talk about how the supply and demand of oil is affecting its price. Okay, so last but not least, I would like to make a shout out to my two best friends, Li Hui and Ching Lan. I love you guys so much and thanks for being there for me for about more than 13 years now. That's crazy. And this brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you stuck around to this very end, I hope you've learned a little bit more about me. Make sure to follow my new Instagram page at Unwrap Podcast. And I'll speak to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.